there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Alex Counts. We are doing this interview right now at the end of May 2020. And of course, that means we're right in the middle of college graduation season. You graduated from Cornell University in 1988. And while you were still an undergrad, you wrote a letter to Dr. Eunice. What year were you? And as I said, this was way before the Internet. So it wasn't like you could email him. And what did you say in that letter? Well, I've, I've tried to actually, I, I have the letter he sent me back in response and I found in my files a few years ago, but I think fortunately the original letter has been lost because, you know, I, it was, it was an idea proposed by a mentor of mine who became a lifelong friend who kind of saw a potential in me to be a liaison with Grameen that hadn't really existed before. There were no other foreigners that had spent more than maybe a week or two there. And he, he saw that potential in me. And on a Friday, he mentioned to me, and when I was a junior doing the, something called the Cornell and Washington program, an internship, and he wrote it on a, mentioned it on a Friday, and I spent the whole weekend obsessing about the letter, and I sent it on Monday after I showed it to him to kind of proofread and comment on. And basically, the letter, as best I can remember, I was saying, Professor Eunice, you've developed this amazing innovation, and I want to commit my life to helping you spread it all around the world. And I probably overestimated or exaggerated my skills and ability to help him do so in my attempt to get him interested. And I sent the letter not knowing what would happen. But six weeks later, he sent a response, which I, again, I, I have to this day. And there's a wariness to his response, but I didn't focus on that. I focused on the fact that he answered and that he invited me when I completed my studies to come join him and that they would try to find some interesting work for me that would help them grow internationally. And again, I spent the better part of 30 years following that idea you know, with his support. And didn't he also say, you're welcome to come, but you need to study Bangladeshi first? Yeah, he got kind of like really to the point. He said, if you want to do a, a week-long visit to check this off on your resume, fine. A lot of the educated Bangladeshi speak English. But if you really want to figure out what's going on in Grameen, you should try to learn uh, Bengali if you can before you get here. And so I never, I'd never done well at foreign languages, but it turned out Cornell was one of five universities in the country at that time that taught Bengali as a four credit course. And I enrolled immediately and finally found, if not a gift, at least the capabilities that I hadn't really realized yet around foreign languages. And by the time I arrived, I was speaking so-so Bengali that over the years then became very good. But yeah, he was already trying to take me seriously and set me up for success, but also challenged me to work really hard. And, and those would be themes of our relationship for years and to this present day. Well, thank you for correcting me. I should have said Bengali. This reminds me about 
many, many, many years ago when I asked somebody if they spoke Israeli. So mm. uh, clearly it is <laughs> Bengali and not Bangladeshi. So you got a ticket and you just hopped on a plane and flew to Bangladesh? Not exactly. I, you know, one of the best lessons that anyone has ever taught me, and as someone who's a cross between an introvert and an extrovert, the lesson was figure out what you want. And this is any domain of life. Figure out what you want. Get proud of it because, you know, that you, you don't be ashamed of it or even if it seems a little unusual. And then and then start asking people to help you realize it. But you'll be surprised how many people want to. So when I started talking to everyone around this idea at the beginning of my senior year, a professor said, well, if you thought about applying for a Fulbright Fellowship, and I said, what's a Fulbright Fellowship? The due date for the application was like two weeks on, but it's like, well, thank you, Professor Uphoff. And I got it in. I'm embarrassed to read that Fulbright essay today, both for the spelling mistakes and for the grandiosity. And But it was good enough to get me a Fulbright. And that was basically they were paying the costs for me to spend nine months in Bangladesh to undertake my project, which was to help develop an international program of Grameen. So one of the frustrating things is I needed to go through a little bureaucracy because I wasn't totally on my own. And my trip was delayed a few months as a result, which I find infinitely frustrating. But finally, the December, six months after I graduated Cornell, I got on a plane and, and I spent almost a year there. And then everything else just kind of followed from that. But the Fulbright program is a great way, along with some other ways to get overseas and to learn, to contribute, to build your network. And Fulbright played that role for me. It is. It's an amazing opportunity. I wish I had known about it back when I was in college in the mid 80s. But apparently they give out 8000 scholarships to American students, both in undergrad and graduate school every year mm -hmm. to go pretty much anywhere in the world. I think there are 140 countries, all expenses paid to study, to work, to learn. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.